It is Thursday, August 15th, and this is The Rally. Hey everybody, Adam Giardino with you, and it's time for another episode of The Rally. And boy, last night was an emotional roller coaster. The Rail Riders looked like they were going to snap their road skid, and instead, Charlotte came from behind after the Rail Riders had come from behind. So let's jump into some of the action. The Rail Riders led 1-0 in the top of the first, but then Charlotte scored three times on a three-run homer from Zach Collins. In the top of the fourth inning, the Rail Riders got a run back, on a run-scoring double play ball that made it 3-2 Charlotte. But then the Charlotte Knights added four runs in the fifth inning, and through six innings, the Rail Riders trailed 8-4. So going into the seventh, it looked like the Rail Riders needed a lot of offense to rally, and they got all of that in spades. The inning began with a double by Francisco Arcia, and the next man up was Trey Ambergy. Nothing at one. The pitch, a swing and a fly ball hit well out to left field. This one's carrying well at the track. It's gone. Trey Ambergy leaves the yard and in doing so cuts the deficit in half. The Rail Riders trail 8-6 in the top of the seven. So that made it a two-run game, and here's how the inning continued. It was a walk to Gosuke Kato, a single by Zach Zayner, a walk by Bravik Valera, and the bases were loaded. Charlotte dipped into its bullpen and brought in Chiago Vieira, and Clint Frazier struck out looking. The next two men, Tyler Wade and Kyle Higashioka, both walked, so bases loaded walks consecutively tied the game at eight. But the bases were still loaded, and the Rail Riders still had opportunities to add runs to the board, and the next man up was Ryan McBroom. Nothing at one pitch. Swing and a line drive poked up the middle for a base hit. One runs home. That's Valera. Wade gets waved home. The throw goes in behind Kyle Higashioka and gets away as Higgy goes first to third. The Rail Riders have a lead. They've scored six times here in the seventh. They're up 10-8, and runners are at the corners with still one down. So the Rail Riders had taken a lead, and they would go on to add two more runs. In fact, the Rail Riders sent a season-high 13 men to the plate in an inning, and they scored a season-high eight runs in an inning, taking a 12-8 lead. So they went into the frame being down four runs. They come out of it up four. But Charlotte scored twice in the eighth, twice in the ninth, and they forced extra innings. So it was 12-12 going into the tenth, and in the bottom of the tenth, after the Rail Riders failed to score... Charlotte had their pace of play runner that move it along runner at second base to begin the inning. And Paulo Orlando was that runner. He was still standing there with two outs when Charlie Tilson came up for the Knights. 6-2, 215-pounder leads at second base. The 2-0 pitch, the swing and a line drive, slice to left field, base hit. Clint Frazier up with it. He fires home. The throw is not in time. A great slide by Orlando. A tremendous throw by Clint Frazier. And Charlotte is able to come away with a walk-off victory. You couldn't ask for a better throw from Frazier. You couldn't ask for a better slide from Paulo Orlando. It was a walk-off winner for the Charlotte Knights before a raucous crowd of 8,200 fans at BB&T Ballpark. The game from start to finish took three hours, 51 minutes, the longest game in extra innings in terms of time for the Rail Riders this season. The winner, Juan Manaya, out of the bullpen for Charlotte. He's 4-1. David Hernandez gave up that run in the bottom of the 10th inning, an unearned run, but he picks up the loss. He drops to 0-1. Before yesterday's game, we had a chance to sit down and chat with the voice 
of the Charlotte Knights. For over two decades, he's called almost every single Charlotte's Knight game home in a way. And Matt Swearad, he's seen it all. But where we begin in this wide-ranging conversation with Matt is the scouting report on a team that very well could claim the wild card and very well could be the first-round opponent for the Rail Riders should they take the IL North title. Yeah, this team can swing the bats. Um, from day one, they have they've hit the baseball. So that that's been that's been fun to watch, uh, putting up a lot of runs. But that's baseball in general right now in 2019, right? Um, our pitching's not been very good, so we're out slugging people. But um, it's our 21st year as the White Sox Triple A club, and uh, it might be what the fifth or sixth time that um, we'll make uh, the postseason in the franchise history. It'll be maybe the sixth or seventh time in 21 years you have a winning record so it's things we've not seen around here in a while and it's made it kind of fun um but uh, you know it's a team that i think you know looking at the whole league as a whole anybody can can win the thing right now just gotta get into the playoffs and right now the knights are five back in the division two and a half in the wild card with 20 to go we'll see what happens do you get the sense from the clubhouse or just anyone that you've talked to that this team has that mentality of, yeah, let's make a run at this, let's try to get that postseason berth? Yeah, you know, it's it's a younger team now, too. Some of the older guys that are still here, they're, they're playing for contracts now. Um, so they want to keep doing what they're doing. And, uh, you know, w- with the way baseball is changing, this is the last year, what, with the September call-ups, it's going to be different next year. So the guys that were mad they weren't going to go up, um, and got stuck in AAA, always had that kind of thing to deal with. Uh, this is the last year that some guys you know, deserve a chance to go to Chicago. We'll see if the White Sox do pull some guys off this team, if it is a playoff team. But for the most part, I think they, you know, the young guys that come up there, they're getting that juice of playing in AAA for the first time, playing in a great ballpark, and uh, they want to stick around a little bit longer. The Nick Madrigals and the you know, you know, Louis Roberts, and Louis Roberts, and uh, we'll see what happens. Matt Swearad, the voice of the Charlotte Knights, our guest here on the pregame show. You mentioned a couple of the names that I'm going to ask you about. So Nick Madrigal, we saw his 17th professional strikeout yesterday in 550 at-bats. It's the first time you've seen him strike out, first AAA strikeout. That seems to be, every time he comes up, that's a number I just can't get past. Is his contact ability based on maybe scouts or anyone you've talked to is it as good as those numbers indicate yeah it seems to be high i mean from from going back to high school he just kid doesn't ever struck out um and i you know heard the stories too when he got here well this is not going to keep translating at this level it has um the strikeout last night we we're joking on on our radio broadcast hey we just saw history you know <laughs> he, he took a call third strike and he didn't like the call he's got a pretty good eye so I, I guess you know he he thinks he knows what the strike zone is and uh, and he thought that was ball four but you know it, it's it's bound to happen sooner or later but this kid uh, had his first forehead game the triple a level last night and it was the first time we saw him really hit the ball hard so He's making that transition from a lot of success in Double A to to being here, and you know, I, I, I got to imagine for him, it's it's a lot of pressure because he keeps doing it with each level. So when you get off to a slow start like he did, I'm sure he's starting to feel some pressure, if not just internal pressure, to have a game like last night. So we'll see if he can keep doing it in the next week or so. One of the guys who has had no trouble at all getting quick starts, no matter what level he's played at this year, whether it's Winston-Salem, Birmingham, now here in Charlotte, Luis Robert, we got to see him reach base five times yesterday, a home run short of the cycle. So what is your initial impression of the number five prospect in all of baseball? Yeah, he's he's fun to watch. I mean, I haven't seen Aloy Jimenez last year, and, and I know he's a special player. Um, Robert's a different kind of player. He reminds me a lot of the Atlanta Braves, Ronald Acuna, a guy, you know, five tools. He can go get it in the outfield. He had a great catch yesterday uh, robbing Eric Kratz. Um, 
And he's got a good arm. I mean, he can run, and this guy can hit for power. And it's kind of effortless power. The home run hit your place to tie the game in the eighth inning, opposite field. And he looks so bad the 12 at-bats before. He was you know, over 12 and comes up in the eighth inning, and he can just block that stuff out, hit a two-run home run. And then he struggled in, in, in Lehigh Valley the next stop, and then, again, had a couple of big hits in, in, in key situations that helped the Knights win a couple of games. So um, he's got that special ability that he's going to struggle. I mean, he's 22 years old. He's you know in AAA for the first time, but he's one of those guys you figure, too, he's going to figure it out pretty quick, and when he does, he's going to be fun to watch. And I wonder, last night, that triple that he had, obviously he we saw in the replay he didn't exactly leave the box quickly enough. You can have whatever opinion of that you want in 2019, but uh, have you seen and other instances of that where just given his speed, if he's running out of the box, it's probably an inside-the-park home run. Have you seen other instances of that, or was that an isolated case? Yeah, I think that was kind of isolated. I haven't seen that. I did watch the replay, and I noticed, too, he's kind of slow out of the box. But then you, you look earlier in the game when he's on first base and scores on a double from first to right field in this ballpark. I mean, that's it's not a, a deep right field. Balka doubles, he scores easily from first base. So there's that speed, and you're right, he maybe he would have had an inside the parker. But uh, um, he's also one of those guys that probably hasn't had too many of those in his life. So when it didn't leave the ballpark, he realized, hey, I better start running. Um, and when he hit that ball, I thought it was gone. I really did. And uh, for some reason last night, the ball didn't travel as well as it normally does in this ballpark. We'll leave you with this as Matt Swear, the voice of the Charlotte Knights, joins us here on the pregame show. Let's take a look at tonight's starting pitcher, game two of a three-game set, and it's Donnie Roach. The Rail Riders have seen him once this year. The numbers are what they are for Roach, but what does he need to do tonight in order to have some success? He needs to locate, and, and I think a couple times he's had an umpire behind the plate that's not going to give him that that knee-high strike, and if he has to get the ball up in the zone and he's not going to be up there locating, he's going to have a tough night. He's going to give up hits. He's a guy that gives up a lot of hits. Last year, you know, he wasn't giving up home runs three the entire season, the first half when he was with us and won nine games and made the all-star team. Uh, this year, he gave up three on opening night, so it's been a different year for him. He had that forearm strain. He's been injured. Um, he's healthy now, but he's one of those guys that you know, I don't want to say he has to be perfect out there, but he's not going to blow the ball by anybody. He's got to be hitting his spots. He's, when he's working fast and gets in that groove, he's, he's pretty good. But when he's not, he can struggle. Big thanks to Matt for being our pregame guest yesterday, and thanks to you for making the rally part of your day today. The Rail Riders wrap up their three-game set in Charlotte with a 7:04 first pitch down at BB&T Ballpark. Nick Nelson makes his AAA debut, one of the top 15 prospects in the system for the Yankees. The hard-throwing right-hander goes up against a softer-throwing left-hander in Justin Nicolino, who's 6-6 six six with an ERA over 6 this year for Charlotte. Pre-game coverage with me begins at 6.34 on the Rail Riders Radio Network, the TuneIn Radio app, and on the MILB First Pitch app as well. I'm Adam Giardino. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Adam Giardino. G-I-A-R-D-I-N-O. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later tonight.